Welcome to the Moms for Wellness podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV. This is a podcast for moms who are passionate about being healthy and who are leading their kids to do the same. Welcome back, Mama. We're glad you are here. Today, we are embarking on a vulnerable conversation, and I'm so grateful that my guest today is willing to engage with us and to share her story. Today, we are talking about Potter's Syndrome. You may or may not have ever heard of it. Our desire today is to shed some light on this and give some guidance to moms whose babies experience this condition. My guest today is Shauna Rauch. Shauna Rauch is a committed wife and mother of three. When she received the devastating news that her first baby had Potter's syndrome, a condition incompatible with life, she was frustrated by the lack of personal stories and confusing medical jargon online. Determined to fill the need, she created HopeAngel.org just 13 days after her daughter was born, which since has touched the lives of thousands of families around the world. As a pregnancy and grief coach, Shauna's goal is to support inform and empower mothers through their pregnancy, birth, and beyond. She has created a community where mothers can talk through their experiences and provide emotional support to one another during times of loss and grief. Please help me welcome Shauna Rauch. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so glad I'm here too. And just hearing that, I'm a little emotional, actually. <laughs> I know, and it's it's okay if we have to take breaks and and take time, um, because like I shared, I am so grateful that you are willing to share your very vulnerable personal story with others in the hopes and desire that this is something that will be helpful to them as well. And I know for me, my conversations with you have been very informative. It is not something that I have been familiar with. So I can only imagine a mother that is given this diagnosis, uh, where would she have to turn? So I'm, I'm so grateful that you are willing to to share and, and ex- re-experience your original experience again with us today. So take us back to uh, give us some um, background on who you are and what your life was like leading up to this. Okay, so first of all, I just want to thank you very much, and I'm very grateful that you are allowing me to share my story. Um, because years ago, I actually did make a YouTube video called "Be My Paparazzi," and so <laughs> thanks for being part of my paparazzi. Um, my okay, so uh, let's see. Um, I grew up uh, with a single mom. I'm the youngest of three. Um, My mom had me when she was 21, so it was a pretty hard life for her and and for us. And um, I met my dad when I was 10. And before that, I actually was, I felt like I was an adult because I felt like I was taking care of my cousins um, that were younger than me. And as a 10 year old, you know, I when I, the night I met my dad, I was actually babysitting my two younger cousins. <laughs> and, uh, and I had watched all, you know, families and other kids. And, and so at 14, I watched a 
lady got this job and I watched her child all summer. So I felt like I was a very good, you know, very good mother already. And I wanted to be a mother. I knew I just didn't want to be a young mother. Um, so my brother was born, I was 15 years old. I was very much, my youngest brother was very much in, you know, adored him and wanted to take care of him. And I had a, I worked at his daycare and then I took over the daycare. I'm 19 years old and so wow. I'm like literally surrounded by kids, you know, I just couldn't wait to have my own. I have my first nephew, I'm like 21 and then my other nephew, you know, I'm, I'm 24. Um, but I hadn't met the love of my life until I was 26 at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, for of grocery stores. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we actually saw each other in line and then um, met out in the parking lot when he drove past me. And, uh, you know, we had awesome. a little conversation. So it was pretty fun. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's very idyllic. You know, it's like what, mm -hmm. what I... Um, you know, everybody was like, oh, meet him at the grocery store, right? So, right, exactly. Um, <laughs> That's what movies are made of, right? <laughs> so funny. Yeah, so um, we had dated for quite a few years. We actually got married in 2000. And that is a trip, a work trip, actually, for me. <laughs> I had to go to Hawaii, had to go to, oh. to train some people. <laughs> and I bought him a ticket as well, or we bought him a ticket. And... Um, we went to Hawaii. We were hoping to bring home a little Hawaiian souvenir, <laughs> um, but we didn't. And so that was fine. Um, but that was really when we actually started trying was in the fall of 2004. And Mother's Day of 2005, I, um, we were sitting there at home, had, you know, mom and stepmom and, and mother-in-law. And we were all at, at, in our tiny little apartment and I was so tired and I'm like laying on the ground and I'm like so exhausted and I couldn't figure out why I was so exhausted. <laughs> and uh, then a couple of days later I was at work and I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm pregnant. <laughs> and <laughs> so I went and took a, uh, I went, you know, drove home and took, got a pregnancy test and took it the next morning and had my husband go check it and we were pregnant. And so- Yay, the no, most exciting time, right? I mean- <laughs> Like all this time of being a mother to so many other people, being motherly, wanting kids, finally getting pregnant. I mean, I just, the um, emotions, like everything, just wow. <laughs> I can feel it right now. It's like, I yeah. think every mother feels it, right? Yes. Every mother's mm -hmm. like, immediately let me start planning my future yes <laughs> so, uh i i know that because that's that, yeah. that's definitely where Picking i was. the immediately nursery, let me just let the me name, just plan everything like everything everything right i knew exactly where we'd be next year yeah. on the fourth of july and like, mm -hmm. you know it was it was insane i i had yeah. all these all these ideas um we have this thing on our beach called sandcastles and um we went up to the beach and um, my mom had brought uh, watercolors and she had asked everyone to paint uh, a picture. And I said, well, maybe everyone can paint a picture and we'll put it in the nursery. And so actually this is oh. one of, this is my picture oh. right here, but everybody wow. did. And, and we, so we have them all on um, one of, had them all on one of our walls for a really long time. And 
Um, and, you know, a month later, um, my nie a niece was born and um, my brother told me her name was Sunny Day. <laughs> um, it's not really her name is Sunny, but, uh, you know, she was born on a sunny day. <laughs> and um, and that was amazing. And I was so excited and I got to feed her. Um, but what happened two weeks before that was I went to my 17 week ultrasound. And uh, we had already had our 12 week ultrasound and everything was fine. And there I am, <laughs> I asked my husband, please take a picture of me because I felt amazing. You know that pregnancy, amazing. Yes. Yes. Everybody, every pregnant woman knows that too. Um, yes. So I was so excited. Um, he snapped the picture, the doctor walked in and he started doing the ultrasound. And um, I said, Hey, is there a, um, you know, can you see if it's a boy or a girl, you know, that, so that's the 12 week ultrasound. And he said, no, um, we have a problem. And he said it like, just like that, but not in a mean way. He just said, oh, we have a problem. And so he turned on the lights, turned off the machine and went and grabbed these two ultrasound pictures. So the 12 week ultrasound, and then he proceeds to put this um, 17 week ultrasound uh, and shows me and you can see. So the first one, she's super stretched out. And this one, she's like a little um, like a curved. You can see the spine mm -hmm. there on the yeah. right side. I didn't know what he was telling me, though, because she's my first. So I don't know right. um, what's going on. But he says um, your baby doesn't have kidneys, which is actually called bilateral renalogenesis. So by means both sides, bilateral, uh, renal, kidneys, a genesis missing. And um, I do not remember him saying those words at that time. Mm -mm. I just know that he said a bunch of words. And later on, I found out what he was saying. Um, then he said we had, uh, it caused something called oligohydroamnios or hydramnios, hydramnios. And I don't even know what those words are now. I, know. I cannot imagine being in that moment hearing words that <laughs> like, I don't even it. comprehend. <laughs> I know, but I want to explain it because it's really a simple thing. Like I just explained the last one. Oli means uh, too little or few. It's just a Greek term. And then hydra means water, mm -hmm. amnios. So it's your amniotic fluid, too little amniotic fluid. And there are many women who have something called polyhydramnios which is the opposite too much fluid and so there's different reasons why these things happen uh either if, if there's too much fluid the baby's not swallowing properly and that's an issue and in our case the baby couldn't couldn't pee um because there was no bladder for it to go through which to me i'm like i had no i mean really i was yeah. you know I didn't know babies were fish, you know what I mean? Yeah. In a, in a, in a easy way to say it. You know? Right. Like, I'm like, really? Like, so they breathe it in and it goes out and they're supposed to create their own fluid after 12 weeks. And I didn't know any of that. Of course, I didn't know it in that office. I didn't even know it three months from that office. Yeah. But the worst thing he said was that, um, it's incompatible with life. Uh, and I didn't even understand what that meant. I'm like, dude, I don't, I knew I was crying. I was 
I was in shambles, mm -hmm. but I did not, I didn't understand. Uh, he, you know, I knew, I understood. He said, you know, well, I said, well, what will happen? He's like, well, you could miscarry, um, or you could, um, you know, go full term, but most babies with a, um, some kind of congenital, um, defect will miscarry. So that's one of my messages to the mothers listening mm -hmm. is that, um, a miscarriage is never your fault. It's never mm -hmm. something you did, but for some reason, honestly, we always put it on ourselves. We do. We just put it on ourselves. It has nothing to do with dad or, or anything else. Uh, it, it's, it's, we always put it on ourselves, but we shouldn't because miracle uh, birth is a miracle. It the is. development of a baby is miracle. Mm -hmm. Literally thousands of things have to happen properly for everything to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So anything it, it's, it's never, it's never, you know, never, don't ever put it on yourself. Okay. So, and that's such so, a beautiful reminder. I think that's so important to remember because there's so many reasons why things happen. And at the, at the end of it, most of the times we just don't know. And so I think that's a beautiful reminder for moms to hear that it isn't your fault. It, there's no explanation for so many things. Yeah, because literally she could have passed away and mm -hmm. I, maybe I wouldn't have known. If she passed away at eight weeks pregnancy, how would I have known? I wouldn't right. have known. It just so happens that this particular thing, no kidneys, she can be perfectly fine inside. Yeah. But what happens is because she's not ingesting the fluid and the fluid is not filling up her lungs or expanding her lungs, her lungs were underdeveloped. So this is what preemie babies have, right? Their lungs are not developed enough. They haven't mm -hmm. had that um, growth. So that's essentially what she passed away from was, um, you know, there's another term for that, but we don't need to. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, you know, she, her lungs were underdeveloped. So, um, but I had some decision to making and, you know, should I, you know, should we terminate the pregnancy? Should we induce the pregnancy? They used all these different terms, mm -hmm. but again, I didn't understand any of them. Um, because to me it was, you know, I, I'm like, I cannot do this. I'm going to let her pick or him pick the baby pick the day that, um, that she would be born. Of course, after she was born, I found out she was a girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was amazing because the day she picked to be born was the ninth anniversary of the day my husband and I met. <laughs> wow. That's amazing that's beautiful yeah. it's almost like she knew <laughs> yeah i i know it, it was it was the middle of the night so it wasn't quite when we met you know but because <laughs> she was born overnight um but it was still the same day it was the 18th of november and there she is and oh, you know beautiful. if you can leave that there for just a second i want to tell you that a lot of people worry about and a lot of the things that they that the doctors will tell you are a lot of things that you will read online uh because now there's more online when i was looking there was nothing i could find nothing which is why i did what i did but they make you worried because the baby doesn't have room to grow and they make you worry that everything is going to be smushed and your baby's going to be deformed and all of these things and 
Um, also, you want to make sure you have a good camera because obviously I didn't, mm. I, my camera was set to email mode or something like that. That's a whole <laughs> other story, but um, that's why it's blurry. So the, my biggest um. picture I have of her is like, you know, like this big. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's really kind of a, it's, it's not fun, but. But I'm glad um, you well, have a picture. But I have pictures as mm -hmm. there was plenty of people I've talked to who don't have pictures mm. at all. And I have quite a few, but that one was literally right when she was born and, um, and you know, just, you know, moving all around. So her nose mm. was that one of the features is that their nose is a little bent and they have could have clubbed hands or clubbed feet. So her feet were actually facing like her, you know, her the bottoms of her feet were actually facing each other. and. So I played patty cake with her feet. Oh, so, <laughs> so that's a good memory. Um, and when she was born, our family was there. Some of our friends were there, but we had them wait in the waiting room. And then we asked them to please, you know, come in after like 10 minutes, we were with her alone. And then um, one of my best friends, Mary, who had five children, she baptized Hope with her um, children's, the the kids were like, please use my my holy water from school. Um, so that's actually so like an precious. amazing thing. <laughs> and then so she sweet. went on to go tell people um, how she baptized her. It was like one of her testimonials. And a, a lot of people heard this story. I was at this big event one time and spoke on, you know, on, on camera. And a lady came up to me like five minutes out of nowhere. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I heard about you from Mary. And I'm like, oh my oh, gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. So um that night uh we were we she was alive for only 40 46 minutes. And uh I spent 15 hours with her in in the room. Mm -hmm. And we actually asked to be moved to the medical unit. So we were not no we were not any longer on the maternity unit. And they were wonderful. And our, our nurses mm -hmm. were um, Kristen and Jason, and they were they were amazing. Our original um, nurse was Andrea and my doctor, Dr. Malen. She was amazing. Um. And um, and so I just it was it was just a wonderful experience, uh, even though it sucked, right? Right. Um, so then the, um, we had to leave, <laughs> you know, we can't just stay there forever. Unfortunately, no. um, that was probably the worst was having to leave, having to say goodbye. Um, I'm sure, you know, whenever I say we watch like romantic comedies and you see the people walking and then they always look back, Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm talking about? <laughs> so, back, yeah. um, yeah. Um, when we were leaving, I actually pulled down her beanie so she didn't have to see me leave. And I pulled down my pink beanie so I didn't have to see her leave. And um, my poor husband, I just think about this a lot, is that he had to, he wheeled me out of the hospital because they wouldn't let me walk. Well, probably, probably couldn't walk, but because yeah. I actually, you know, just gave birth to a baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> I was, I just remember wailing out of the hospital and holding this little bear that they gave me mm -hmm. and just walking out of the hospital. I mean, you know, being rolled out of the hospital. But um, when we drove home, you know, we were both upset and 
he had to stop at the grocery store to get me, um, you know, girl stuff after you have a baby. <laughs> yep. And, and chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> so and that's he went... such a full circle from <laughs> right? when you right? met at the grocery so, store. <laughs> exactly. So he was in the store and Mary called me and she's like, what are you guys doing? How are you doing? And I started crying and then said, we're at, we're at the grocery store. And she's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, well, Glenn's at the store. And I was just thinking of how, you know, 10, nine years earlier, he was buying um, beer and I was buying raisin bran and milk for dinner. And now he was buying pads, big diapers, Advil and ice cream. Um, and so, you know, all of that, um, to say that a, a year and 10 days later, uh, our son was born and, um, we had, um, the same doctor, um, Dr. Malin, I asked for the same nurse, wow. she happened to be there. Oh my and, goodness. Um, she actually wasn't there that night. A girl named Dana helped deliver, but they let Andrea move over to the aftercare with us. And so um, she got to see the full circle. And so that was amazing um, so because I was really happy that she was there. You know, it was like, it was yeah. happy that they both got to experience um, this with me or with us. But we had also asked to be in the same room. I, really? I said, is the room, I'm just curious, but is the room available? And they said, well, let's check. And they kind of like, they knew the situation and what was going on and, and the room was available. Um, <laughs> and I asked for that room because when she was born, there were, you know, the floodlights, there's floodlights mm -hmm. in the room. Um, I swear we saw these angels in the, um, in the light with no mm -hmm. face, like just a pale, like a flesh colored face mm -hmm. with a blue dress like you know and then wings and um i don't know why it was blue but i was like you know i want that same room with the angels and um we got it and then wow. we had um our oldest who we've just we just referred to him as sugar sugar bear <laughs> and then um three years later we had smiles who came out with a big giant dimple and so he, we call him smiles and just for everything, you know, makes it simpler. And they are now um, 13 and 16. And actually, so on the 8th is the 18th anniversary of whenever I found out I was pregnant. Wow. That's amazing. So uh, it's been a whole lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been sharing my story here and there a little bit, little bit. But my main goal was to raise my kids. Mm. That is beautiful, Shauna. Absolutely beautiful. It's just, just so much in that. First of all, thank you for being willing to go through that and relive that because I, I can't imagine how emotional that is every time to be able to share that and to go back into those experiences. So thank you for being so vulnerable with us and sharing the reality and the pain, but also the beautiful hope and that full circle. I mean, that is just beautiful. So poetic. So thank you for sharing with us. And 
What we'll do now is we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back to this conversation and um, I'll ask you some questions and go into some more details, especially for those who are experiencing this and walking through this because you have some more details and some more thoughts and specific things that can be helpful to moms that are in the situation that you are willing to share with us. So um, we will be right back. Thanks for listening to Moms for Wellness and our conversation on Potter Syndrome with Shauna Rauch and we will be right back after this break. Welcome back to Moms for Wellness on SM Enlightenment Radio. I am joined by Shauna Rauch, and we are sharing about Potter's Syndrome. Thank you, Shauna, for being willing to be open and vulnerable to share your personal story in the hopes that it gives comfort and sheds light to other moms who are experiencing the same thing. So we are having this conversation to let moms know about Potter Syndrome and what you can know and to expect. And I'm sure it's going to be slightly different for every mom in this situation. But um, but there are some things about what it is that you shared and some other details that might be helpful to know because I'm sure like you had said when you experienced this, there really wasn't a lot of information out there. And I'm sure now there's probably a lot of varying and frightening information out there. So, um, so I am so grateful that you're willing to just shed light on this and to give information from a mom who has been there to other moms on what to experience. So why don't we start with just, um, I know you hate statistics, but uh, you do have some <laughs> statistics to share, I think, and some background on Potter syndrome. Yeah, whenever, um, okay, so when we were supposed to get the, <laughs> I love the numbers, when we were supposed to get the first, um, like amniocentesis, when you go, okay, first of all, let me just say, I was 34, um, when this ha when when I had my first pregnancy and I was supposed to be 35 at delivery date and that made me a a geriatric geriatric pregnancy <laughs> yep. or they call it advanced maternal age or AMA and basically just meant that my eggs were old <laughs> not that i was old no, or that i looked no. old i mean you saw the picture no. right exactly you're not old you and did you can not still see old. me i mean seriously 18 years yes, later i'm okay I'm right? yes <laughs> no but for real um yeah so we had just had the meeting and they had just told me some statistics for Down syndrome, you know, one in 300 or something like that. It was, or one in 500 something for my age at the time. And honestly, you know, what the doctors are trying to do at that time is they are trying to let you know um, that something can be wrong, but you see they're doing one you know, that's like one thing they're looking for, or they're looking for right. trisonomy 18, or they are looking for genetic things. They are looking for the cleft um, palate or lip. Um, they're looking for um, um, the, um, you know, the spinal, you know, that it hasn't fused. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's so many things that they're looking for. And, uh, you know, the doctors and the genetic counselors, they're doing amazing. Okay. Mm -hmm. They are, they do do amazing. The only thing with that is that when they give you that statistics, that is a statistic for uh, the the births. <laughs> the, 
the babies that are actually born most of the time sometimes huh. they're giving you it for it the pregnant how per pregnancy and sometimes they're giving it to you but you know on, they're hmm. only allowed to share that information if it's right there's right. The, the laws right mm -hmm. so um when i originally looked it up it was the numbers varied i saw it, that Potter's syndrome, specifically Potter's syndrome, classic Potter's syndrome, what I told you our daughter had, which was no kidneys, which led to the um, lessened fluid, which led to the 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 um, the lungs not developing. Um, that was anywhere from one to three thousand pregnancies, hmm. one to six thousand, one to ten thousand. So depending on where you're looking, these numbers are going to be different. And now what mm. I believe now is that the numbers vary because some pregnancies are not considered a full term pregnancy or some people are told, well, you can, you know, you, you should, um, you should induce labor. Um, or they may even say terminate the, the doctor may even say abortion. Um, and that information will show on your record. It's not what I wanted. I wanted my daughter to pick her day. And I honestly feel like, you know, uh, that that will help with the healing. Mm. But I feel like, you know, like we're women are born with a certain amount of eggs and, and that's it. That's all we get. Mm -hmm. But men get more than that every single day. And so women, we need to know that we need to take care of ourselves and we need to make sure that our eggs are healthy. It's, it's mm -hmm. not just that we have a period every month because honestly, that's what I, I had no clue. Like, yeah. you know, I should have mm -hmm. known, you know, we have classes, we do all this stuff. And even, you know, with the internet or whatever, there are still plenty of people who don't know this general health, but mm -hmm. those are those numbers. But what women also don't know is that one in three pregnancies, there's some kind of loss. Mm. And that That's number a is- a staggering number. It is, it's yeah. like, I'm like, what? Cause you see one in four, one in four, one in four. Uh, that's, a, that's a big number that's pushed out there. But really, if you add in miscarriages, if you add in, um, you know, infant loss, you know, shortly mm -hmm. within the six months period, you know, you add it all together. It is one in three. Wow. I don't want to scare anybody. That's not my, that's not what I want to do. It's like, I feel like it's like cancer, you know, yeah. uh, we need to be aware, mm -hmm. uh, what happens or what causes, or, you know, what are, what are the things that go with that? So this is why I hate numbers because yeah. you know the numbers can scare people and I yeah. don't want to yeah. scare anybody. I just want to inform people to understand that that the miracle of birth is just that. That yes. the that the the baby, everything has to be like, you know, yeah. perfect. And it is an amazing thing. And I think I think that is good to have that understanding and the reality of the numbers. I think it, it is really important to ha have a good uh, concept of that and an understanding of that. So then in your story, you also talked about 
um, several things that stood out to me and kind of like just really the planning around it. So if a mom does find herself in this situation and she decides like you did, like, okay, I'm going to let my baby pick the day that he or she is going to be born, then um, you did a lot of thinking and planning and um, you had a birth plan. So what are so, some of those things that you did that um, that moms can be aware of things that they can do as well? Okay, so I looked for someone else that was just like me and I couldn't find anybody. <laughs> Not while I was pregnant anyway. I didn't find anybody while I was pregnant. And it was so, it was so terrible because all I just wanted to know was like, God, you know, like, there's got to be someone else out there because with all of the things that we know now it's like oh you can talk to someone who has add and learn something yeah. you can talk to someone who you know has probably had cancer and survived i mean mm -hmm. there's so many things that it's like i'm just looking for a mom like me so first of all find me okay <laughs> find me at hopeangel.org um and um, I obviously my social media is on there and stuff, but just this is this is where I will always be. Um, you know, it's named after her. Her name is Hope Angel. <laughs> so find me first of all. Um, but yes, I made a birth plan, <laughs> and I made this birth plan on a laptop because I had a desktop. <laughs> you know, back in the day. Back and in I the day, yeah. <laughs> I was using someone's old old laptop and I was trying to save it to the floppy disk, you know, go watch 16 floppy candles disk. if you don't know what a floppy it. disk yes, is, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I okay, put the kids, floppy listen disk, up. <laughs> right? You have to put it in there in this thing and you have to put it into your other thing and try to print it and it wasn't working. It was a, it was a nightmare. But anyways, just write down what you want. And I kind of help women decide what they're looking for and how, and I want to help them write that birth plan. And it's simple. I mean, any mother can have a birth plan. You mm -hmm. make your birth plan. You're pregnant. Everything's wonderful. Make your birth plan. So your people know, um, don't let, don't let my, my mother-in-law or my sister-in-law or my brother in the room, you know, yeah. I don't need him to see my, my stuff, you know, yeah. like that type of thing. Um, so we asked for a calm room lights off, you know, I had my doctor since I was 18. So like I said, she was amazing. I've had her forever. Um, so say how you want it to be and really think about what you want and your partner, whoever, or whoever is there supporting you, because, you know, it could be your mother. It could be your best friend. It, it doesn't matter who it is, it, it, whoever it is, what, but it's really what you want <laughs> because mm -hmm. you're the, you are the mother. Okay. Um, how long do you want to hold the baby? Like, these are things you have to think about. Do you want to hold your baby? Do you want other people to hold your baby? Do you want to have um, some life limiting, I mean, life uh, affirming, um, you know, they can do procedures, you know? Um, one of the things I didn't say was they have um, amnio infusions is something that is available to some women now and again this is not just potter syndrome this is you could be you could have the oligo um because you have a, a leak because you have a tear in your sac i mean there could be many reasons that lead to this okay um and so but you have to think about, do you want to see your baby? Do you want to hold your baby? Do you want to bathe your baby? Do you want a, do you want a hair clipping? Do you want photos? Uh, there's a wonderful uh, place called now I lay me down to sleep mm -hmm. and they are nationwide 
and they have photographers volunteer mm. their time to come and take pictures. We oh, didn't have wow. that. Please, mm. please, if you're a photographer, volunteer and mm. do that. Um, mm. Leaving the hospital was really hard. Um, you have to you have to decide if you're going to leave the room first or your baby will leave the room first, but, but they have to put the baby in a, in a bag. I don't know any other way to say that, that it was, I would rather someone hear it right now than to hear it when I heard it after my baby had died. Um, so that was, that's not a good thing. Um, you have to plan a funeral. You have mm. to plan a memorial. You have to look, are you going to buy this casket? Do you have money? Who is going to pay for this? You still have to pay the hospital bill. You still have to pay the doctor. My doctor didn't charge us a dime. Um, she was amazing, wow. right? But the, wow. but the hospital uh, did say that she was in the nursery and she wasn't. So then I had to call oh, the hospital goodness. and say she wasn't in the nursery. Um, and so, uh, but these things that you have to check, please ask someone to help you. Tell someone to listen to this podcast so that they know what they need to look for because the baby needed something to wear. But I didn't know mm. if I was having a boy or a girl. And I didn't yeah. know if she was going to be a preemie or an eight pounder or a micro preemie. I had no idea. So here I am ordering different things off the internet. And it wasn't as easy back, you know, back then yeah. as it is now. <laughs> yes. And um, so those are all of the things. I hated the guy at the funeral home. He was a complete, can I say, ass? Mm. You need to bleep that out. That's fine. But he was more than that, OK? Uh, that's one of the things. Yeah. I, I cuss when it's appropriate, <laughs> but he didn't acknowledge me. He said uh, things like, oh, they tell us to say, I'm sorry for your loss. What? Literally said that to me, Jenny. That's insane. That's, uh, he said that, um, this is the price, but babies, babies get a discount. Unreal. So, um, yeah, these are just like unreal, unreal things. I have more things that he said, and I don't know why I didn't get up and walk mm. out. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. So, um, so that, um, the other thing is anniversaries. The day that I was diagnosed was August 4th mm. or the day I knew I was pregnant or mother's day was March 8th. Mm. I mean, May 8th, I, I found out on May 11th that I was pregnant. Uh, August 4th was my diagnosis day. Uh, I went into labor on November 8th, but she wasn't born until November 18th. And so it was 10 whole days. Um, we had Thanksgiving. It, it, we were trying to wait for the um, everything to happen. Uh, I didn't have her memorial until um, January because she was due on the 11th. Mm. And um, I didn't want to do it during the holidays, but also I was worried about doing it through the holidays if people were actually going to be there. Yeah. So I think about that and I'm like, that's kind of, that kind of sucks, you know, because mm -hmm. then it, I was like, not sure. Um, there's a lot to plan. 
Yeah. And, and people who, women who have stillbirths, they still have to plan all of that. And people who lose their baby in infancy still have to plan all of that. So it's kind of like knowing with you and your spouse or you and your partner or who are your parents, whoever, do they have a plan? Make a plan. Yeah. Make a plan now. Make a plan. Yeah. It's full circle. Yeah. And so with the best laid plans with, with that in hand, I, I just keep going back to two of the things in your experience that you shared. One was just the, the whole time, um, after your baby was born and then the moments after she died and what do you do in that space and who was in the room and then leaving the hospital. Can you share a little bit about the process of grief and your experiences and ways that you would want to share with another mom going through what you were experienced, how to go through that? Uh, number one, I would say that chances are you and your partner or you and your mother, your sister, your best friend in the whole wide world, do not see the same. It's do not see it the same. So I had a friend there who she was crying and she couldn't handle it. And she could, she could not hold the baby. I don't hold it against her, but she couldn't, she just was like, I just, you know, I can't do this, but I'm here to support you. So that was amazing because she was there. Um, and my husband was probably ready to leave the hospital way before I was. Um, you know, when I was pregnant, I actually didn't tell everybody at work. I was a trainer. I was a huge, mm-hmm. <laughs> had trained over 10,000 yeah. people. I worked at Home Depot. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't tell anybody at work that I, that what was going on, except mm-hmm. for the people that I literally, like my closest people that I worked with, you know, like, which were like four or five people, but everybody else that saw me, like, they were like, oh my God, you're pregnant. It's amazing. La, la, la. And I was like, it's amazing. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm pregnant. Um, but I think I told you that I carried a little heart, yeah, a, a paperclip that, mm-hmm. You know, you used to be able to take that paper clip and turn it into a heart. So yeah. I held that in my hand. And um, when I was teaching my classes, when I felt emotional, I would just squeeze it harder. And I honestly never understood. I guess I could go into like cutting or, you know, things that other mm. people do, right, to cause themselves pain so they don't feel the pain. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I, I, Mm. kind of get it. Now I'm not endorsing that. I don't want that, but I did put a little, just his little heart and it was his little paper clip and I would just squeeze it. It didn't hurt me. It didn't poke my skin or anything. It was just something to get me to not cry in front of mm-hmm. my students who had no clue what was going on. Um, but everyone, not everyone was super supportive. Um, some people, I don't even know where they are anymore or my closest friends, my closest people in my life. And that is very common. Hmm. And, and I think that happens too when for people who have, you know, their parents or whatever, you want to share whenever you feel when you're talking about someone and it's okay to share about someone 
older in your life, but when you're sharing about your baby, it makes people very uncomfortable. And there's not even a word for us. You yeah. know, you have a widow, you have an orphan. We don't have a word. Hmm. We don't have a word. Wow. And I asked that one time on my Facebook, I was like, you know what, you know, um, and Kinder is like a German name, you know, and it's like Kinder loss or something like that. And, but you know, we don't, we don't have a, we don't have a word. Um, and I don't know what that word should be. I just know that I made the decision, some decisions I made based on what I felt like someone else needed. Sometimes I made the decision on what I needed. I mean, even the mementos around our house, some mementos we don't have anymore. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I wish we did have her um, cremated. My husband was a pilot and we wanted to scatter the ashes mm -hmm. over our beach, which is what we did. Uh -huh. um, it, it was amazing, but sure. well, we didn't do it. We had someone do it, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. um, but I wish I hadn't. I wish I still had them because that's another thing. They were beautiful. They mm. looked like coral, like on the white beaches of Hawaii that we had just been to, mm. you know, the year before. Um, I felt like it looked like beautiful coral sand. And I'm like, mm. I couldn't get the picture on uh, a, a picture of it. <laughs> you saw my camera. It <laughs> <laughs> I think that the thing that mothers need to know or that anyone needs to know the family is like a support your friends are your support and they those are the people who should be listening to this and reaching out and doing all of these things to help you uh to you know I didn't have a shower donate money to the family mm -hmm. so that the family can have um can do some of these things and, and not ask permission or not go into financial trouble mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, they can have mm -hmm. these things that they want that you were already going to give to the family, mm -hmm. a massage. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good to think about. This has been such a rich conversation. So helpful for the moms, the dads, the families that experience this and the loved ones that have people in their lives that are going through this. So thank you, Shauna, so much for sharing your story, for sharing hope, for sharing information for others. And can you again, share um, your website and how people can get in touch with you to um, be able to connect with you further? Okay, so it's Shauna Rausch, S-H-A-W-N-A, -A, last name is R-A-U-C-H, and it's hopeangel.org. Um, and you can email me probably at us at hopeangel.org as well. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much, you Jenny. So much. Thank you, Shauna. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining me on the Moms for Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Moms for Wellness podcast and leave a five-star rating or review. It really is helpful and we would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.